Welcome to the Actor in the Actuary as we two guys in opposite states talk about our careers, our life in completely two different worlds as we try to figure out what the heck's going on, who we are, what we're doing, and if it means something. I like how you accented our. <laughs> do I always do that or just? I don't do think I? so. That was a unique take on it. Oh, our careers, our, our, our life. Our, yeah, you really like mm. emphatically yeah. punched them. Yeah, well, it's ours. So, uh, well, um, I've been waiting all day to to ask you, uh, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? All right, tonight I got a little thing. Well, it's kind of big. Um, Is this like the little something, something? Well, it's a big little thing. It's a big little thing, but it's probably like the little something. Oh, it's a big little thing. IPA. Mm. That looks good. Never had that Sierra Nevada. Is that what yeah. that is? Yes, sir. Do I see a big 9% on there? Oh, yeah. It's like massively in your face. It's a, yeah, it's a niner. Yeah, that must be what's big about it. What are you drinking? I got some ranch water over here. Oh, what's that? It's a tequila and sparkling water. Oh. So cheers ranch. to my Southern, uh, Southern pals, fellas. Chaps. chaps. What's chaps my southern chaps <laughs> it's some refreshing ranch water so jeff question for you yeah go so i know you've done quite a few auditions and i know you know we've talked about before it's it's hard to actually book an audition right to actually turn that audition in, into a gig um and that you know there's so many people auditioning for one part that the odds are kind of stacked against you but right. i also know that you've gotten your fair share of gigs that you've actually booked so okay yep i want to know was there something about the ones you booked that made you get it how, how do you actually audition in such a way that you actually book the gig uh yeah there's there's a there's a lot i think that goes in there's a lot that goes into auditioning that I don't think people necessarily give it the, the full focus on. I think they focus on like, Hey, do I got to hit my lines and all this? Like there, there's like, when you think about hitting an audition, you're like, I got to be off book. I got to know my lines and I got to hit them all. And I, I feel like the lines are maybe the last thing that you have to worry about. Um, which, but that's yeah. like the only thing you get right for the audition is the lines. Well, yeah, you get the sides, which have the lines on them, but there's so much more to just the lines. For example, I sent you an audition to look at prior to, to starting this uh, last week to, to get ready on. Um, it's four pages, but yep. there's, uh, if, you, if you looked, um, I only gave you eight lines. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so oh, I mean, I should be able to ace this audition. It's only, I mean, it's according only to your logic, only eight lines. That's the only no, thing you got to. It's not eight lines. It's eight words. It's sorry. Sorry. Yeah, correct. It's not eight. Yeah, it's eight words. Yeah. Um. So like, how can saying, I don't know, like, can you really prepare enough for to to say eight words differently enough that you're going to book it? 
well let's try it let's let's look at this this is right. uh this is from perry mason um it's a, a role i booked for hbo um and this is i was uh playing freckles opposite matthew reese's character perry mason and uh this is one we could just go for i'll be perry and aaron you be freckles, freckles. here we go okay. all right fixed bayonets captain you ever drink german beer private uh, no, sir. Ain't but a dozen Huns over there sitting on a thousand bottles. They've been serving you piss back in the States. Um, I, I don't drink, sir. Edendale! Uh, Provo! Yeah. Yep. There you See, go. Eight words. Eight words. You nailed it. Uh, I, I, can I can I tell you my perspective first before you tell me how horribly I did? Um, it was actually difficult to know. Like, I don't know anything about this show, so put it out there. But I like I, I get it. There's like a there's a uh, what is Mason a sergeant or like mm-hmm. a captain or captain captain. There's a captain and there's a private. So I get there's a relationship there, but I like had no idea how to say any one of these lines. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So perfect. Great example. So, um, obviously I, I, I would, you know, I probably wouldn't book you probably wouldn't actually have booked me for Perry. I didn't prepare. So, um, (laughs) uh, we both did not get booked on that audition, but Hmm. you bring up a good point. So in terms of prepping, right? Like, yeah, you could look at the lines, you get off book, you could be like, Oh, I got it memorized, whatever it is. But there's so much more that you need to research first, where you need to know what you're saying. You need to know, you have to understand, you know, military um, order in this. You have to understand maybe how they would be speaking, where they were in this war, um, what time it was, what the dialect would generally be. If it doesn't ask for something, try to find a, like a real neutral place where they might be speaking. You have to also understand that, you know, he's yelling at the top fixed bayonets. So they're like actively about to charge out. They're like in close quarters. That means they're putting on their bayonets, which means they're going to go and fight these. I'm assuming by reading this Germans in close enough quarters that these guys are freaked out. And so maybe the Perry, not so much, but you, the private, you're probably freaking terrified. So you have to understand that there's a lot of fear base in what you're doing. You have to understand that you're new at this, you're a private, you're a rookie, right? So there's that. And all he's doing is talking about beer because what's he doing? He's trying to calm you down. He's, he sees something. He understands. If you look at the in-between dialogue at like what he's doing, he looks at everybody around here and he sees that a freckled face private is having trouble catching his breath. So you come over there and you help him fix his bayonet. So this guy can't even fix his bayonet. He can't reload his weapon. He doesn't know anything. And he's just standing in a corner, basically shivering. And so you have to kind of take that on. So in terms of this specific audition, it was really less about the words, I think, and being a little bit more present in the moment. Mm. Um, So there's a lot of research that goes on, I think, before you actually audition in terms of the setting and what's going on, but also to, uh, to prepare the character with like a present mindset, which I think is really important. Um, I personally think, I, I mean, I can remember this audition and what I think went well was um, there's a lot, there's a lot going on at the end there where you're like running uh, you're yelling Provo, but like in the, in that little breakdown of the, uh, the exposition before those lines that literally says, 
he blows his whistle and they head over top first and the soldiers head over top shouting their hometowns and giving a war cry. And so like they're out there shouting for their hometowns. And so while all that's happening, like this, there's this buildup between, you know, I'm not sitting there listening to Mason go Edendale and tell me where he's from. I'm, I'm thinking about like my hometown, I'm trying to get, you know, psyched up before the game kind of feeling. And so I think that was like a really big moment they were looking for in the room was making sure that you were very present in this character's mindset before he goes sprinting off into war. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And it's like, I, even, you know, after you describing some of those things that I didn't think about, I still feel like there's a number of different ways that this dialogue could go. For sure. Uh, and, and, and so, yeah. like, it does, first of all, okay, question. This is a, just a real novice question here. Who is inter- who is uh, interviewing you? Or, I mean, listening to the audition, is it the director? <laughs> Who's or? interviewing? So, yeah, so uh, in, in usually in these situations, now this was pre-COVID, so this was uh, before um a lot of it went to online and it's still a lot of it's on self tape and virtual right now. But, um, this was in the room with two casting associates. Um, so it's two girls in the room, um, who are part of the casting department. And so no, no director, no producers, eventually this, they would shoot this video that they were recording in the room. So they put, there's always a camera recording it for producers and directors. They record it, shot it over there. And probably it was in a selection of, I don't know, 10 to 15 of their favorites. And the director probably picked three confirmed with producers and they agreed on selecting me. And um, so, yeah, so no, they're not in the room, but yeah, it's a very good example of this specific one. And why I sent it to you is because you can look at it and the, what they're talking about is beer. And he's like, oh, I don't drink, sir. You know, it, it, it could be read very straight it could be read with a little bit of comedy like he's sitting there like telling telling you that they serve piss back in the states terrible beer and he's like oh i don't drink sir it could be funny which is actually how i did the first take um and the first redirect of what they did was said okay let's go ahead let's lose it it's not funny there's no joke here there's no let's just bring it real real low and real down to earth and so that was how i was redirected back into a real straight read mm. now i didn't amp it up into a comedy this is hbo if you know hbo it's not comedy it's very dark and very serious so you kind of know this going into it you have an idea of the history of perry mason which is a remake of how it's kind of going to be so played it pretty straight with a little bit of a joke to it but um they even brought it super far down from there so um mm. it can be any which way you want the fact is they're looking to see if you're good they can can you can you do it can you do something that's believable and like okay that was that was good but now let's get more on where i know the director's vision is let me redirect you here's two notes do you have any questions okay let's do it again we did it three times third time they're like that's it that's that's good I felt really good about it. I called my agent. I was like, I think I booked it. Didn't hear anything for four months. <laughs> and then got, got a call four months later. Said, Hey, you booked it. It took so, that long. Oh yeah. That oh stuff's nuts, man. Oh my gosh. That would be, that's crazy. It is crazy. The process is crazy. So, um, but you talk about like, what does it take to, to book it in the room? And you could t- take a look at some other examples, but there's, there's more, there's more than, you know, what all goes on and what you just did or what we talked about there's also being just ready in the room there's certain places certain um, casting rooms where you'll slate before you audition meaning you'll stand in front of a camera they'll be like okay we're going to do a slate they'll hit record uh give me your name and height 
and you'll just say yeah, Jeff Larson six feet. They may ask you one other question. They may ask you to turn to your profiles and that's it. And then there's rooms that are a little bit, I think more serious, um, a little bit, um, I don't know, more preference of opinion, but some casting directors just literally you walk in the room, you turn around, they hit record and they start reading. And like, you just have to be ready. You have to be ready for really anything. So that was something I learned going into it um, years back when I didn't know that I, I would walk in a room and I'd only slated before. And I remember one audition I, that I didn't book, I turned around, they hit record and she started reading the lines and I just got like frazzled. Mm. And then I, and then it's like, okay, we got to re restart, which is a whole nother situation that, you know, we can address, but it's just being ready, be ready for anything, be ready to be personable, be ready to like, just be fun and like talk to them, be ready to be serious, be ready to slate, be ready to jump in, be ready for a room of one and be ready for a room of 10. You really don't know what you're walking into. Um, mm -hmm. which I think is, is something about how to book is just be ready for all the options. Do you think the casting director, the director, the producer, do they have a certain take for a line in mind? That's question number one. And question number two is, could you possibly, as somebody auditioning, uh, have a different take and win them over on it? Um, Most, and, yeah. Sorry. And and like, yeah, does that play into it at all? Like, do you ever read it and you're like, well, this is probably the way they're thinking of it, but I've got a different idea for it. Or I don't know. Do you, do you, do you ever do that or not? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. I think you can totally tell there's a way that it's supposed to be read. Like if you're reading like an Aaron Sorkin or something like that, if you're looking now, I've never auditioned for Sorkin, but I've read enough of his stuff to like, see, he's very specific in what he writes. And then you take that and compare it to what's on the screen. And it's like, yeah, it's like identical. So in terms of words, like you generally want to hit what hit what's on the page. Um, there also is different takes on the read, of course, just understand, I think the character the most. And when you kind of understand of what that guy or girl is going through and give it a take, sure. Take some risks. I think risks are fun. Um, and I think you're going to give casting a different perspective of what this character could be. And I think a lot of times that jars like creativity, um, and maybe some excitement in what they've heard 20 times to somebody who maybe had a different view on what a character could be doing in this scene. And sometimes it could totally backfire and be like, yeah, it's not what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, so you got to take some risks for sure. But it sounds like they usually they're open to redirect you. If you have a take that they don't like, they're like, actually do it this other way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think they're, there's a lot of times they just kind of want to see what you can do, or they'll just give you, uh, if you hit it exactly right, like they're thinking, oh, they just, you know, okay. They may even give you a general note, like, well, let's just try something else. And so got to have some kind of an idea of how you might shift it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, generally they'll give you some form of redirect on a specific area of the, of the scene that they want to see done a little differently or give you some notes that they had already gotten from the director. But so there's different, so that's, that's an example of like a, I did one audition and I booked it months later. I didn't have to do what it's called a callback. Then there's situations where you definitely do callbacks. And another opportunity that I had with a bones audition um, that I ended up booking was I went in, I met with the casting director. I did it with him. Uh, we went through a couple of different takes, two guys on bones talking at the open. And uh, he was like, man, I like your takes on both of these characters uh, let's have you come back today and, and do callbacks, um, with director and producers and just, uh, do, do the one that you think you fit the best. 
it was it was very <laughs> casual it was like the most i was like what okay great so you i had came, to choose one or the other he just he just said pick the one that you feel like is the best which i've never had that happen before yeah. so um because they're generally just two dudes like they didn't have any set idea of who was what they just you know so i was like okay so i came back and got in there and i did a take uh, with the guy that I chose and it bombed. Like it was terrible. And I walked, I walked out like of that, like out of the scene and they're like, okay, thanks for coming in. And in my head, I knew I was so frustrated with how that went. And the cast director who was like stoked about me coming back was like, you could tell he was like, well, that's not what we went through earlier. And then I, I was out, I was at the door and I said, Hey, you know what? I was here earlier with, uh, I forgot the cast director's name. And we went through both these characters. And I think I did the, the one, I, I, I think I should have done the other character. Do you mind if I do the other character? And the, and the director goes, well, you're already here. So I, I went back, I did, I started over and then the note right before we started, she goes, just have fun with it. So just reset me. I dropped everything I'd done prior. I swapped characters, did all the other lines of the other person, like ended like in a fun way, walked to the corner of the room at the end of the scene, the casting director landed like at my feet. He like whispered in my ear. He's like, that was it. Um, and they were like, Oh, thanks. And I walked out, I got the call like the next day I had booked the job. And so like, wow. it's nuts how you can, you, and that's the no other note I would say in terms of booking is like, just have ownership in the room. Like they, they're rooting for you. They're not against you. You're not in there to waste their time. They do want you to be good. They do want you to be successful. And if you're already in the room, granted, take a risk. I'd like to do it again. They can say no, but it's like, I came all the way down here. I've been down here. I did my first round. I'm in my callback. I'm not going to just leave knowing that I didn't get it. I'm going to put my foot out there and try it again. And they let me. And so those are the kinds where it's just, you just really got to just get it, give it your all in that regard. So question on the first one that didn't go well, uh, what do you mean by that? Like, was it different than the first time you did it or what didn't go well about it? Yeah, it didn't feel, it didn't feel very natural. It didn't feel very free. It felt a little stiff. It didn't feel like, cause it was kind of like a comedic beat, a comedic scene. Like it didn't feel like it had a lot of life to it. Just fine. It all just kind of fell flat on the read. And I, I just didn't feel good about it. And it, it definitely, you can feel when there's that in the room. Um, there's a lot of times people will say it's a cold room. Well, like, that is all between the interaction between you and the other people in there. And sometimes you walk in there and everybody's like been on their phones. They're sitting there, barely acknowledge you as you walk in. There's a bunch of people and they've been there for five, six hours. Like you're just brought in there. So you just don't know. So um, yeah, it just didn't go, it didn't go well, but that's the other thing is like being comfortable enough to stop and start over in within reason and respectfully, you can't do a six page audition on page five or six, like, ah, let's start that over again. But if you like start in on page one and it's a big scene and you fumble things and you get caught off guard, totally feel comfortable. Be like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to start that back. And then don't even ask for permission. Just, just tell them there's a confidence in that of saying like, I'm going to own this room. Hey, I'm sorry about that. We're going to take that back. We go from the top again. I'm ready. And then just go back in and do it again. And, and you really get like one grace period per audition in that regard. Uh, but take ownership in that. Hmm. All right. Anything to avoid in an audition? Yeah. Uh, small talk is not really a thing. So um, small talk is to be done if they small talk with you. Handshakes are to be done if they handshake with you. But like, um, it's more about, Oh, I, I, I think it's really important to state that the audition starts the second you hit the building. 
Um, there's people that will pass by you. You never know who you're passing by in the waiting room. There's times where the casting director will walk right in the middle of the room, running from a phone call to the next audition. It's like, be a person. Don't be afraid, like make eye contact, smile. Don't feel like you should say something, but acknowledge that they're a human being. And so are you go in the room. Don't be scared. And like, I like, where do I got to stand? Okay. What? Like, just, Hey, how are you? Like just a nice apps, a big smile, like be personable. Um, but don't go too far to be like, you know, <laughs> taking don't, it. Don't be that person. Don't be that person. <laughs> right. Like don't reference the weather and don't reference like just, you know, you can make like a fun comment or something. I remember um, I've gotten to know a casting director, Wendy O'Brien, a few times out here and finally booked with her uh, last year on Dave. But um, I remember the, one of the first few auditions I had with her, She, I walked in and she was like, oh my gosh, where did you get those shoes? I was like, oh, you like these? And she's like, those are so cool. And I had like some funny story that I like got down to like a six second story about where I got them at a thrift store. And she was stoked about them. But like that, that kind of stuff, it's like play back with them because they also, they might be doing something with the role where they actually have been told, hey, try to see what their personality is um, when they walk in the room, because that might be part of the audition for some reason. So like it starts when you hit the building. Right. No, that makes sense. Um, so it sounds like, Number one tip here is confidence. Yeah. I mean, you say that I'm not sure. Gosh, I, I think confidence, <laughs> some but, skill but, too. but I, well, yeah. Okay. You do have to have, you should be off book. Everybody, you should always be off book. If you don't know your lines, like in the end, you should be off book, but that's not the most important thing. And yeah, if you want to boil it down to confidence, that's a good point. I think it's confidence in yourself though. It's not confidence in yourself and the character, like just be comfortable and tell yourself like, Hey, I'm going to go kill this because this is, this is my job. It's what I'm supposed to do. So, um, be confident that you've already, you've already been acknowledged that you're good enough to go in the room. Think about all the people who've been submitted, who are not in that room. You've now been selected to be in that room. Like you're already winning. So just go in there and know that you have a shot and also know that they're on your side. Again, they want you to book the job because their job is over when you do. So go be good and stop worrying about what you think they're thinking. They're thinking, please be good. <laughs> It'll make my job so much easier if you can exactly. just nail this audition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, I was not off book for our audition here. So no, you weren't. And I wrong. wasn't off book for, uh, as the reader, which I apologize. Um, <laughs> and the other quick, the other quick thing that to mention too, because now things have changed is like, okay, well, all of this is great when it's in the room, but how does this, how does this apply to a self tape? How does this reply to reply oh, yeah. virtually? And it's the same kind of thing in terms of preparation, but now it's like, now you're the lighter. Now, now you're the gaffer. Now you're the camera guy. Now you have to set up good sound. Like Honestly, mm -hmm. get a light. They're not that expensive. Get a microphone, pin it to yourself. It's not that expensive. But the amount of people that aren't doing that who have an iPhone should be using iPhones uh, with good quality. Get a mic and get a light. That, that's all you need to do. But it, there's so many things that are people aren't getting the extra 50, 100 bucks. Like if you're going to do it, just go do it right and have good quality sound. Um, there's something that you can really stand out if you do. Um, and also like, same kind of thing, like be just, they, they very much label out how they want you to slate and take care of it and how many clips you want, how many takes to send in. It's very specific. Don't, don't deviate, but make sure you hit those specifics. They are asking for a reason. You've, uh, you've given me a lot to think about. 
but uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, you still need some skill too. So I'm not sure that you've improved my chances of getting an audition, but hopefully you've improved the chances of some of our listeners. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot that goes into it. So I would say, uh, um, don't, I think maybe we, we skip the idea of doing a whole lot of research on the character, but make sure you actually do research the show, research where it's going to air. If there's a trailer out or a season before, understand who you're talking to in a scene. Make sure you know what all the words you're saying are and are pronouncing them correctly. Know what you're saying. Know what the meaning of all the words are. Even if it's not the word that you're saying, if it's the one you're supposed to be listening to, you should probably know what you're listening to. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot that can be done. And I think that um, if you know that you're already good enough and give yourself the confidence and credibility to go out and book it, I think you'll do a lot better than than you think. Um, just got to trust yourself. So that first word, captain, how, how would you have, uh, how did you say that word? <laughs> I wasn't, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. So it was an acknowledgement of <clears throat> um, him passing by. You know, what's so funny is actually when we shot this, um, we, we changed, uh, the ordering of that line, mm. um, to where instead of him coming by me and me acknowledging him, uh, after we did it a few times, <laughs> uh, Matthew came up to me. He's like, Hey, I says, this is what I was thinking. I was going to go talk to the director. Are you okay with this? Basically we said, um, I think I should acknowledge you before you acknowledge me because a private wouldn't acknowledge a captain up and stop me in my flow. Mm. Um, I think I would have to understand that you look nervous and I would come to you and then you would acknowledge me. So we actually slowed down that entire beat. And I was like, that's a great idea. Of course. And I also like the amount of respect to have for somebody like Matthew to come up to me and says, Hey, I was thinking about this. What do you think before he goes to the director? I mean, we're talking about Matthew Reese. Um, mm -hmm. if you don't know who he is, which Aaron, I know you don't, you should look him up. <laughs> um, but to have just the, just the respect of just like a co-star like me who came up, he came up and asked me for, he, and he didn't have to. And he probably, if I said no, he'd probably still go up and tell a director anyway, but like just the respect that that man had and that set had was incredible. So, um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's something that can always be changing. So it changed from when I prepared it, which was an acknowledgement, a very subtle, like terrified um, j captain to something that where he came up and he looked at me and captain, and it was a little bit more respected because he came up to me afterwards mm -hmm. and acknowledged me. Um, but I was, you know, in that sense, couldn't even load my weapon. So gotcha. good, good, that was a good question. Yeah, that's uh, I, that does make actually more sense. I, that was a good, good Good suggestion and, of and, uh, he, and just to wrap it all up, here's what happened with this entire scene was <laughs> cut. Um, uh, which is just so funny, but uh mm. such an amazing set and such an amazing experience. The director calling me in post-production to say, Hey, like we cut this scene. I just wanted you to know and I wanted to apologize. We tried everything, but we came in 19 minutes over on the episode and we just had to cut back for HBO. So um <sighs> But yeah, all, all amazing stuff and incredible set, incredible role uh, running through mortar live rounds. And like, um, wow. it was just a, a really fun atmosphere. So. All right. Well, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate your insight tonight. Oh, I just got word that you booked the job. Oh, all right. Wow. You, I didn't even have to re-audition. No, you didn't. See, you, you start filming I, in six months. <laughs> I was, you know, I was thinking we could maybe do a re-audition with everything I've learned, but. A call I don't think it's going to help me much. <laughs> no, and I don't think you got the callback. So we'll just do it. Oh, we'll so just do another matter. audition later on. Yeah. You only get one chance most of the time. So right? one and done. So one and done.
Well, thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, if you're out there, if you're listening, uh, or if you have questions as an actor, uh, Aaron, where can they hit us up at? Oh, the actor in the actuary at gmail.com. Uh, we'd be happy to talk with you further. And thanks for listening in. I'm Jeff Larson, the actor. And this is Aaron Sorbel, the actuary. <laughs>